It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Captain Jason Church, Army retired and Wisconsin State Chair for U.S. Term Limits, uh, joins me now. You know, Jason, this conversation actually I had with a number of people at the Young America's uh, Revolution 22 conference in Florida this weekend. Uh, So it's catching on with, I would say, those on the right even more. Uh, what's going on on the left side of the aisle, and are the reasons the same? Well, David, I think that we're seeing right now in the United States that confidence is obviously at an all-time low for Congress. I mean, I'm talking single-digit favorability ratings. And Republicans have certainly been advocating for term limits, I think, for a longer period of time than Democrats. But let's be honest, this is actually really a bipartisan issue. About 85 to 90 percent of Republicans roughly support term limits. It's been around 70 for Democrats. So an overall base of about 80 percent of Americans. That's a substantial amount. And it's because they're seeing people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer who have been in Congress for longer than I have been alive, still there, still causing issues because they're putting politics ahead of sound policy, and Americans are growing tired of it. Term limits is a way of stopping this from happening. You were mentioning before I came on the show here how we have them in various other offices across the country. But at the federal level, at the highest office of our land, that is the only place where we have limited the amount of time a person can serve in that office. That is something that needs to change. We need to put this on the Congress, because if we don't, we're going to continue to see some of the same inefficient, back-stabbing, you know, terrible behavior that we have been seeing for a considerable amount of time at Congress. You know, as you mentioned, the polls polls uh, showing a majority of Americans, Rasmussen, 82% of Americans favor term limits when you break it down by party lines, 87% of Republicans and 83% of Democrats, 78% of independents. By the way, I still can't reconcile that with the over 70% of Americans who say they're congressmen or woman is just fine. It makes no sense to me. But now what's the path? Well, there is a process in place to get this done. Our founding fathers understood that there could be a time where the federal government is doing something that the states and the people that reside within them have an absolute problem with, but Congress in their own interest, won't even touch it. And term limits is one of them. So the process to do this is an Article 5 convention. What this is, is all the states across the country have their own legislatures pass a resolution calling for the convention on a specific one-item issue, and this one is term limits. And when we get, when we get two-thirds of the states to approve the convention, We can then have a process where if three-fourths do it, we can adopt an amendment to the Constitution and, without Congress even having to vote on the issue, can limit the amount of time 
that a person can spend in Congress. We got that done in Wisconsin a few months ago. I've worked with some great legislators here who understood that this is something that is needed at the federal level, and we need to replicate this in states across the country. Wisconsin can be a great example of when the pressure is applied at the grassroots level, when you are talking to your local state representatives and senators, this is the type of thing you should be bringing up because they have to respond to you. They, they, your local representative, your person who is representing you at the state level is going to be far more accountable on this issue to you as a voter than someone who is going to Washington and represents almost 700,000 people. This is how it gets done, David. And I'm going to ask all your listeners to put that pressure on the people who represent them in their respective states, because this has to happen for the safety, security, and prosperity of our country. We've seen the power grab play out. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I don't know how you feel about it, but one of the power grabs was the 17th Amendment. Uh, to your point about legislators, they took away uh, that power from the people closest to you, the state legislatures, to choose the senators. The, the way they've set themselves up in the House and the Senate now, or as I like to call it, the Club of 100, is they will not do it. I, I don't see them, uh, and to your point about the states making the decision, I don't see the congressmen uh, voting themselves out of a job. Here's where I wonder about the states, and, and I would say I'm concerned about it, is the enormous pressure that they could exert on the state legislatures from the congressional level to fight back against a vote on term limits. A lot of state legislators, frankly, want to become congressmen. And David, you're spot on with that. There is a lot of politicking that occurs here. There are people who like to move up the ladder in politics and make it a career trying to go from the Assembly to the State Senate to the U.S. House to the U.S. Senate. And we see this across the board in any state. And you are not wrong to assume that there's going to be pressure from Congress on local representatives. But remember, this is this is a republic. This is a place where the voter matters. And what we were talking about at the beginning of this segment was that this is something that is an overwhelming bipartisan issue where people support it. So I don't care, you know, there, yes, it's a club of 100 and there's 435 in the House and there's 535 of them, but there are 330 million Americans. And we can use that voice on our local representatives. I mean, this is how the process should work. When we have people coming back home, whether it's from Washington to their constituency or their respective state capitals, this is the kind of thing that when you're meeting at a local town hall, GOP event, or you're calling into your local legislator, or you're seeing them out in parade, however you interact with them, this is the time when you go up to them and you talk to them, you talk about the serious issue, you talk about why terminals need to be implemented, and don't take, <laughs> don't take their argument of, wow, you know, that's something we're not messing with, or, well, you know what, I, I think it's okay, as long, that's what we have elections for, right, is to get people out of office. I mean, we're getting the same people reelected time and time again in pretty uncompetitive races. So what politicians have become, and rarely do I say this about the political class, I'm not going to impugn every politician out there, that would be unfair, but as a, as a institution, politics itself 
has become realistic. They they know the incumbency rates, which is essentially what we're talking about here at every level. When you look at the, the percentages of incumbents that are removed from office, it's rare. And it shouldn't be, but it is rare. And they know that Americans all too often are disconnected, uh, cynical, apathetic, not involved. When you look at the amount of voters in some districts that keep a politician there for decades. One of the examples I've often used is Charlie Rangel, uh, who was in office for 42 years with under 23 percent of the vote in New York 15. I mean, they know this. And you have the longest running speaker of the House in America in Madigan, uh, or is he still there? He's under indictment, but you, you get the idea in Illinois. He's there for 50 years. I mean, they see this, and the institution seems to say, yeah, we win overall. I mean, David, we had a state senator here in Wisconsin that up until a year ago was in the chamber from almost 1950 or something. I mean, he was the longest longest person to be in a legislature in the entire United States. I mean, this is literally almost spanned six decades. Th- that type of, 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 quite frankly, elected official was something that our founding fathers just never thought would exist. You know, I, I, you know there was, there's a lot more sacrifice going on back in, back in the earlier part of this country where, you know, you really had to do a service to the community to go down to the respective capital of your state or country and vote on some very tough things. But the thing that we're often running against is this, I, I like term limits, but my, I like the person who represents me in Congress. The issue with that mentality is that's <laughs> shared across the board usually, especially when you're having races where, let's be honest, the incumbent is pretty much a shoe in in a lot of places to win re-election. So you can't tell me then that term limits aren't important because if this person is there time and time again and not facing a realistic challenge, as you pointed out earlier, then we need this to inject a level of accountability and freshness into our democracy. You know, when you get onto Capitol Hill and you're surrounded by all of the lobbyists and all of the people trying to influence you on a mag- magnified scale, um, the need to inject fresh people into the process becomes clearer and clearer. If you haven't seen how much K Street or the lobbyist class of D.C. has grown, just look at what's happened over the last few years. Look at how D.C. has responded to the COVID lockdowns and all the stuff that has gone down. Across. These people are still collecting a paycheck. They're still going about your business off the American taxpayer while the rest of the country is struggling. It's about time we get some new blood up there and tournaments will get that done. What are the, where is it now? Where is the effort, uh, Jason? So we've got, we've got a handful of states right now. We've got five states that have passed the U S term limit specific resolution. There are some states that have adopted resolutions where they're calling for multiple things at once. What I'm saying and what U S tournament is about here, David, is getting the single issue of term limits on an up or down vote throughout the country in their respective legislatures, getting it to that Article 5 convention, and then passing this on Congress. We're at the beginning of it, but we're really manifesting the effort. The issue is getting people educated on the process. You know, this is a process, and the, the opponents of term limits will try and complicate it or make it look like this could turn into something 
where a bunch of bad ideas from the far left could be injected into the Constitution. Nothing could be further from the truth. The reality is that this is a mechanism that has been needed to be implemented for, my goodness, I would say century at this point. Um, and we are just beginning it. But the momentum, as you mentioned earlier, is growing. You, you saw that as you traveled across the country, and it continues to grow day in, day out. Well, for whatever reason, and I'll say this, either side, no side, independence or whatever, get to this point. Uh, as much as, uh, to your earlier point, we were given the actual way to do this with our vote, Americans have disconnected themselves from the system or failed to replace politicians who failed all too often to serve their constituents. And, you know, years ago when this effort began and it became more prevalent with the Article 5 convention, the convention of states, term limits more and more, I realized that, you know, if the people won't do what they are allowed to do under our Constitution, then we need to fight over, and it obviously over many years, to get something in place that at least reduces the power of those elected officials. It, we have it. We failed. And now we need to legislate it. We need to bring a voice out into the country and into the body politic of why this is needed. You know, the, the issue here today is one of a complete lack in our, of confidence in our institutions. I mean, let's remember that the reason we're really discussing this is because the power that has been invested in the legislature at the highest level is being corrupted to a degree by people who are simply there for their own interest and not those of their constituents or the country as a whole. And that's why this mechanism exists. I mean, at some point, branches of government can become corrupt or they can certainly become tyrannical or they can become completely inefficient. Either way, the people can hold them accountable by the processes set forth in this constitution that we were so blessed to have at the founding of this country. As someone who has served and fought for it, David, as someone who has sacrificed over in Afghanistan, I mean, we're, we're on the one-year anniversary of what happened over there. I lost my legs over there. This country is worth fighting for. This country is something that is special. It is the, in my opinion, it is the greatest country and nation that has ever existed in history. And we are at a point where we are starting to see some of the issues come up that could lead us down a bad road. And politicians who are always putting themselves and their self-interest ahead of those they're supposed to serve is a recipe for disaster. And term limits is the, <laughs> is the catalyst for changing that. Well, let's see how far we can take it, and all the way to the end is my goal. It will take time, Jason, but with efforts like yours uh, to keep this fight going, uh, this is how we'll get it done. It's going to take some time. We'll be fair about that, but we need to keep fighting. Termlimits.com is the website. Uh, Captain Jason Church, Army veteran, Wisconsin State Chair for U.S. Term Limits, thank you. Thank you for having me on. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.